There's a lot happening on this episode of the podcast, and I'm excited to jump right into it. Let's go. Get up, get up. Welcome to the Ministry Leader Podcast, where every week we explore ministry practices to help leaders leverage their limited time for greater impact with young people. I'm your host. My name's Brian. Here we go. Get up, get up. Well, several weeks ago, I introduced you to my friend Reggie Blackman, who is on here sharing some of his expertise in all things city life and live here, lead here. Um, Reggie, welcome back, first of all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Brian. Um, but I'm excited to announce that Reggie's not here as a guest again today. Reggie is here as the new co-host of the Ministry Leader Podcast. Reggie, welcome yes, aboard, man. I'm super excited to have you on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Brian, man. I I guess uh, when I was interviewing, I, I did a good job and I got the job. So I didn't <laughs> tell you this, but I was actually saying this from a perspective of like, hey, if I do this, I do it right. Maybe Brian asked me to come on board. So I'm glad it was good enough. <laughs> that's that's funny because when I invited you on, I was like, I'm going to see how this goes because I think Reggie could be a great co-host for this thing. So <laughs> that's, that's funny. <laughs> dude, that's hilarious. Um, I right? love that you were thinking that as well. Um, and my email just popped up for some reason on my screen, which is a little strange that never happens. So we'll move on. Um, (laughs) it's fun when you're recording live on zoom, right? Like anything can happen. My dogs, I'm at home, right? My dogs could be barking and it could be crazy. I'm just praying nobody comes to my front door. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and we were just talking about Amazon a little bit ago, and hopefully they don't come knocking on my door either. Yeah, right. Package, so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll be something to like prop your phone up a little higher, right? Like right, we were talking right. about before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the things you got to do when you're at home. I have the luxury though of taking all of our podcast equipment that we've always used and bringing it to my house. So I've had it yeah. here since like March when we've been in yeah. quarantine when COVID hit. So that's the luxury I have, but I'm still, I've got my computer propped up on empty boxes right now. Right. And like, it's right. just, like you use what you have. Yeah, there you go. There um, you go. Innovative thinking. That's, right? Right. that's what they teach you in, in college, critical thinking or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, so I didn't take that class, but I, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we also have the, the other big news today is not only is Reggie joining us as a co-host of the podcast, this is episode 100. We've made it to a century of podcasts, Reggie, and you're jumping on board to start us into the next century of podcasts. Is that even a thing, a century of podcasts? Can we say that? Uh, uh- I don't know. I've never heard it, but um, it sounds good to me. So we'll, we'll, we'll roll with it. <laughs> you know, I've heard it in sense of, of time. I don't know of number of things. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we're celebrating. But it's the turn of our century. Yeah, there you turn go. Turn of the century right here. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so with the turn of the century, I'm excited about what could be um, the, the voice that you bring, the experience you bring that we'll talk about a little bit later in the podcast. Um, so again, just welcome aboard. Um, send us a note on our Facebook page. If you're watching this, leave us a comment. If you're watching this, um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, leave leave us a message and just welcome Reggie to the team, man. I'm excited about that. Make him feel welcome as part of this. Um, Absolutely. Hey, before we get too far, I also want to say there's other news. If you've been listening to the end of our last couple podcasts, we've had a sponsor for the last couple podcasts here this month. It's taken us a hundred episodes, but we finally got a sponsor. It's a, it's a temporary thing, but I want to share with you. Our sponsor for this month is NACAP, the National Association of Christian College Admissions Professionals. Uh, short is NACAP. 
And um, it, you know, I joke because half the time I forget what that even means. Um, I just know it <laughs> as NatCap. Um, but right. NatCap is hosting a free Christian college fair um, because we know that finding the right college can be a tough decision for students. But students can explore their options by attending a free Christian college fair where they'll have a chance to interact with individuals representing dozens of Christian institutions. They'll have opportunities to ask questions, get info on financial aid, and find out how enrolling at a Christian college or university can be a life-changing and unique experience that can become their reality. Invite your students to attend the Fort Wayne Christian College Fair at Emanuel Community Church on September 29th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. COVID safety guidelines will be followed. You can find more information on that college fair and others if you live in other parts of the country. They have Christian College Fairs all over the place by visiting christiancollegefairs.com. We actually plan on taking kids, some of our indigenous leaders, um, to the college fair this year. So I'm excited about it because we have kids who are constantly asking about, hey, what school should I go to? And, you know, I, I went to a Catholic institution, but um, I think it's an awesome experience. We just sent one of our, our indigenous leaders to Huntington this year, Kira. And so um, she's loving her experience so far. You know, they just kicked out the school year, but I think yeah. it's an awesome opportunity um, to go to a Christian university if possible. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So a good opportunity if you work with specifically juniors and seniors in high school or even even kids who are younger who are looking for opportunities for college. This is a great way to to get them plugged in. So Reggie, I want to jump into some actual content here on the podcast. And um, one of the things we are about, as you know, have been a listener and a guest on the podcast is stories. We love sharing stories on the podcast. And I just thought, I don't know that I've ever really shared much of my story. Uh, so maybe I'll do that here in the future. Um, but this being your first, first, uh, not your first time on, but first time as host of the podcast, I want people to get to know you a little bit. Um, and I want to hear more of your story. We talked a little bit about it. Um, but I just want to invite you to share your story. Um, how you came to be in the place that you are now. I'll turn it over to you, man. Awesome. 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 Yeah, man. Brian, once again, thank you for for even having me and considering me as a co-host um, to jump into my story. So um, born and half raised in San Diego, California. Um, and so my dad and mom were both in ministry my whole life. What does that mean? Half raised? Like, were you in San Diego and half in like the Pacific Ocean? Like, what are, what are we talking about here? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You dip one foot in San Diego, California, and the other is in Mexico. Oh, because hey. I was right there on the border. So, <laughs> perfect. No, I'm just that kidding. explains I'm just kidding. a lot. I I don't yeah. even know what that means, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I say that because um, you know we moved here when I was when I became a teenager, basically. So half of my uh, youth life was out there, a little over half. Um, but then the rest was here in Indiana. So okay. um, was born sense. out there um, and growing up, I was a huge sports fan, uh, Michael Jordan fan. Uh, my dad is from Chicago. So we were Chicago Bulls, Bears, Cubs. That was us. Right. And so the whole shebang. Um, but my dad and mom, like I said, were both full time in ministry growing up. And so um, was in the church, involved in the church, served in the church. Um, and had a, a unique experience, I feel, um, in my church experience of growing up and having a lot of people who um, poured into me, who my parents um, allowed to, to, to be, you know, older sibling-like figures and, and male role models outside of just my father and um, uh, ladies who, you know, loved on me and everything like that. So I, I thank God for my experience growing up. Um, hard transition was 
happened when I was in high school. So we moved from San Diego, California, sunny San Diego, where everybody goes to vacation. We moved to Fort Wayne, Indiana. And it doesn't get any better than that. Doesn't doesn't get get any any better, better, right? right? (laughs) So it took a a turn from the better. We'll just say that, right? We'll just say that for for the sake of it being God's plan. God's will. So, uh, (laughs) So yeah, moved here to Fort Wayne, Indiana when I was a sophomore in high school. And I mean, athletics was my life. Everything that I did, everything that I wanted to do. I was a kid who wanted to be the professional athlete, played division one sports and all of that. Um, and what I came to realize is that, man, that was a big part of who I was, a big part of my confidence um, as an individual and all that. So um, it, it was interesting as I as I grew and developed, I, I stayed and remained serving in church. But, you know, of course, during my teen years, I had that moment where I was wrestling with my salvation and things like that. Um, long story short, come to my senior year, um, it's time to, you know, pick college and I'm trying to play college football and um, didn't go uh, as I planned for it to go in terms of recruiting. And there was one small school that recruited me, Siena Heights University. And for whatever reason, I said, man, if I don't play Division One football, this is the school that I'm going to. Yeah. Never heard of it. I met the coach one time <laughs> and it was just like, it was like God just was like, that's it. And he made that my focus. So is um, Reggie is Siena Heights. Is that in Michigan? Is that where you were? Where is. is that? Okay. Adrian, Adrian, Michigan. So Adrian. it's an hour north and an hour east of Fort Wayne. Okay. So not too far from home, but just far enough to where, you know, I had to kind of be out on my own. Yeah. Um, and when I got there, man, it was a, a life changing experience. It truly was. Um, and so I get to college and still my identity is all in sports, all in, you know, what I could be. And I had a really successful football career at Siena Heights. Um, and we won a conference championship. You know, I was one of the um, the starting receivers there. And for four years, I had an awesome opportunity to play and all these things. And so I had a lot of accolades that I obtained while being in college. And so everything that I was doing, I was a sport management management major. Everything that I was doing, it was like sports, sports, sports. That's yeah. all I could think about, Brian. Honestly, it's all yeah. I could think about. Um, and at the same time, I still um, was thinking about, you know, man, I had this call to ministry. I knew I was called to ministry from a young age. I had, um, I have a lot of family that actually is all in ministry. And so it's a part of our, our family heritage lineage. Um, and I felt this drawing to mm. ministry, but honestly, because sports was such an idol in my life, because I, I, I saw sports as such an identity um, in my life, I was like, man, I'll get to that, though, when I'm 40 and 50 after I've done a career in sports, you know, then I'll get to doing ministry. Um, and I thought that that was when my calling would happen, you know what I mean? And yeah. so trying to place it in my own time frame. Um, so out, out of college, I pursued professional football for a couple of years. Um, went to an NFL combine, went to a lot of Canadian combines. Um, and I, I performed really well in a lot of areas, but just for whatever reason, coming from a small school, not having an agent, didn't land a contract anywhere. Um, there's so many stories there where I, I kind of knew that, that God was, was tugging at my heart. Um, and so can at I, the time, can I ask I was you a actually, question real quick. I want to get back to yeah. it, but I'm just you're piquing my curiosity here. Who were maybe some notable players in that combine with you? Do you remember who you, who was there? Ah, man. You know what? 
I, I don't remember. So that, that year they had what was called um, regional combines. And so okay. they had different ones at different places. And so okay. there were no big names at mine. I wasn't at the Indianapolis combine. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, wasn't that good, obviously, because I'm not in the league right now. <laughs> but, but, uh, so who, so was, who would you compare yourself to? Like, like a, like a wide style? receiver now? Yeah. Who would you compare yeah. yourself like the speed wise, hands wise? Is that a fair question? I don't, I don't even know. You know, you know, um, Brian, I actually had a very old school play style. Um, I would have said that I had the mindset of like a Heinz Ward, Larry Fitzgerald. I wasn't the fastest guy. I was really quick. Um, I could make guys miss, uh, but I was. A, and you could block and were, those guys are I, tough, yeah. man. Those guys yeah, are. Yeah. They're, t- they're yeah, fighters, yeah. man. I was there. a blocker. Okay. If you look at the highlight tape, there's plenty of uh, linebackers, <laughs> D-linemen, DBs, everybody getting blown up on the screens. You yeah, know? So right, that, was, that was me. That was my mindset. Nice. But the good thing about being a receiver is that I got to do it when I felt like doing it rather than every single play. So right. I probably <laughs> didn't play a tougher position. I played a pretty boy <laughs> position. <laughs> so, anyway, so, yeah. I didn't man, mean I, to cut you off. I was just curious. Can, can no, all good. All good. Yeah, I, I would have said similar to a Heinz Ward. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald type of receiver, yeah, uh, for sure. Hands, no, no, I'm gonna be at the place where I'm supposed to be when the ball is thrown, and I'm gonna catch the ball. I'm gonna be tough, get the extra yardage, all that kind of stuff. So I was kind of tough nose guy, yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but still pretty at the same time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so pretty, so pretty. <laughs> so yeah, um, I was in a relationship at the time, and uh, there was a tug for me to get a full time job. I was, you know trying to train as an athlete to play pro ball, mm-hmm. but there was other responsibilities where I was trying to take a turn towards um, a relationship. And um, that relationship really pulled me away from football. Um, but that, in, that relationship actually ended shortly after that, which is funny. It, it's weird how that happened. Yeah. So what happens after that is, you know, you have this kid who grew up thinking that he was going to be the next whoever, you know, playing on TV every Sunday. Um, and now, that part of his life has been pulled away from him. And for the first time in my life, I experienced going into depression. I was in a low place in life, um, spiritually dead, um, still serving in ministry, you know, still doing all the due diligence of being there every Sunday and all that kind of stuff. But spiritually, I was dead. I was disconnected. Um, my life felt like it was like missing a big part of me. Um, and so I, I went through that for about eight months um, where it was just like, man, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I feel sorry for myself. I was sad all the time and just kind of going through the motions of life. And I thank God once again for having uh, male leadership who saw that, you know, and yeah. was able to reach out to me as a young man and seeing where I am and say, hey, you got to suck it up. Mm-hmm. You know, it, life isn't about feeling sorry for yourself. Eventually, if you are called to do something, called to be great as you are, then you have to get out of this slump. And that was, I'm grateful to God that I had a father that was able to be that for me um, and speak that life into me. And so it was a, it was a wake up call. Um, and from there, man, God really worked, worked miraculously over the next couple of years. Mm. Um, and I, I truly realized that my identity was not in football. I realized that my identity grew larger than that. Um, and since then, I've, I'm, I mean, I'm still on a journey. I'm still recovering from not being an athlete. And, you know, it never really goes away. You had that drive to play. I was just at yeah. my nephew's football game. And I'm like, man, I really just, oh, man, I miss it. <laughs> you know, um, but so I was training athletes and a lady named Amy Binkley. 
Uh, you know, Amy, I got I got binked is what they called it. Um, <laughs> well, I, they were, <laughs> she, her name's come up from another guest we've had. Um, yeah. Uh, that roped roped him into being Absolutely. on our staff, which is great. Yep. I love it. You got yep, binked. Yep, yep. I have to remember that one. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Got binked. And so um, at the time, I'm, I'm training athletes and not really doing too much with life. Um, and, you know, City Life was looking for a new director. And I was like, man, I really don't want this. I want this job. I really don't. <laughs> because I was like, I'm not trying to run an after school program. I knew nothing about YFC, but I'm just like, ah, I just, I'm just not. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? I want to do something in sports and this is going to pull me away from it. Once again, struggling with that identity. Um, and, and it was like, man, God spoke to me so clear. He said, here's a ministry opportunity for you to impact the next generation of kids who believe like you believed where sports was their identity, where they were growing up in the Southeast community, which is considered an urban, urban neighborhood, which my heart you know, was already pulled towards. And he was like, this is an opportunity that you have and you're not jumping at it. Why, why is that? You know? And so it was a heart check. And I was like, man, God, like, why, why, why do you have to, you know what I mean? Like, why can't I just do what I want to do? You know, I said ministry further down the line, but it was such an amazing opportunity. Um, It turns out that, you know, during that time, it it provided me a a job that I was able to, to see as a, as a career um, and ended up getting married this past February um, but it really has been a, a huge shift in my identity, man. And, and I thank God that, you know, he has called me to this ministry. He has called me to where I am. And now being able to look back um, on all the steps in life, it was preparing me for where I am, yeah. you know. Um, and I have this heart towards the youth right now. And I, I know that God has called me to impact youth. And so I'm just so grateful that, you know, I had the opportunity to be where I am currently. So, yeah. Man, Reg, thanks for sharing that story. There's a lot of it. Um, I know we've heard a little bit of that on the, the other episodes you were on a couple of weeks back, um, but to hear more depth to that and kind of your journey through that has been been fun just sitting here listening uh, and yeah. hearing more about. I'm. It, it's interesting to me how in some ways our stories, my story and your story kind of align. You know, I think I shared a little bit. I was a college athlete. It was my life. It was my identity. And, and God pulled me away from that. It was a journey. And I experienced that same kind of depression of this is who I've been all my life for at that point, 19 years, maybe 20 years at that point of my life. And I'm going, who am I now? Um, So man, a big, a big proponent of kind of, or a big component of my ministry, uh, as I've grown in, in youth ministry and in my leadership is this idea of identity and purpose. And, uh, I think I've talked recently about that on here. I don't remember when, if it was when we talked last, but I don't think we can, we can discover our true identity outside of a relationship with Jesus, who the creator who ascribed identity to us. Um, Absolutely. And we spend our lives, I think, too much running from that and going, you know, this is what I want. This is who I am. And Jesus is just shaking his head like you are now going, that's not who mm-hmm. you are. This is this is right. a part of your life that I've given you to enjoy, but this is not who you are. And yeah. the joy that we discover once we lean into the identity that Jesus calls us to, um, there's so much more to it, you know? Yeah. And, and so I love that. So thanks for sharing absolutely your story the bible says where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom amen that's what you that's what you experience right there amen yeah Yeah. for sure um reggie i want to 
kind of maybe at another time, I, I love the fact that um, given the nature of this podcast and who is listening to this podcast, volunteer ministry leaders serving with Youth for Christ or the local church or another parachurch organization, they are the people that you mentioned in your life that you were surrounded by, men and women of faith who surrounded you uh, throughout your life, and I love the fact that your your parents were part of that, um, and they were intentional of being of, of surrounding you with those people. But the people that are listening to this podcast are those people for yeah. the students in their ministry, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, what what encouragement or advice maybe could you give to listeners um, about the role that they play in the lives of young people like yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. That's kind of a, a loaded question, but what I would say is that yeah, I didn't plan that are, one. I just threw you off. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're all good. That that's good. Um, but what what you are doing, it matters. Mm-hmm. What you are doing, what you are saying, and showing up, it matters. In the context of an urban ministry, um, I see this um, so much because so many kids. You can, I mean, all teenagers are looking for identity, mm-hmm. but when there, there are things within the family structure that may be missing, yeah. um, maybe a father that, you know, they, they're looking to give identity to that young man. When you can show up as a, as a Christ follower and be the person that speaks life into a young man, to a young lady, um, it is just so life-giving to them. And the seeds that you plant now may not take root at the time that you want them to take root. You know what I mean? They, they, or they may not take root in the way that you want them to take root, but eventually, you know, the prayers um, that go forward, you know, on behalf of these students, that that it will come to life eventually and that you'll see them prospering in the things that God has called them to do and the people that they have been called to be. And so that's the encouragement, man. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I, I fully 100% agree. Like the volunteers in my youth ministry were, um, you know, super key in, in my identity formation. And there are a lot of the people that I went to uh, when I was struggling with identity in college, like, what do you guys see in me? Cause I, I just don't know yet. Like, have I always been this obsessive about my sport and right. nobody like said anything to me? Like, what is this? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. But they were the people that <laughs> Where just did we go wrong here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but they were the people that continued to surround me and, and, and walk with me even in my young adult years, which is incredible. So, um, Reggie, we're, as we wrap up this podcast, um, I love that you use the idea of this identity shift, right? That, yeah. um, again, it's, I, I think it's so key in the role that we play as leaders in the lives of young people to help them discover identity and to, to live into that. And it's they experience this identity shift. But um, yeah. as we wrap up this episode, we are kind of experiencing an identity shift here on the podcast. And, sure. um, so, and, and I'm super excited about that. We've got a fresh voice, fresh experience, a different, um, different ministry context. You're in an urban context. I've always been in a suburban context. But even in the midst of that, our mission remains the same. Our mission of reaching lost young people. And the purpose of this podcast, to equip and inspire volunteer leaders serving in youth ministry across the country. Absolutely. And that's where the passion lies, Brian. I mean, it truly is. And and unless we have more adults who are going to equip leaders, we will never be successful in reaching lost students, you know? And so I just want to say to all of those leaders out there, man, I am so happy to be able to pour into you guys, to share with you guys some thoughts and ideas from the context of urban ministry, from the context of ministry, because we're all a part of the body of Christ. And as the body of Christ, we get better together as our leaders get better. So thank you guys.
Yep. Thanks for listening this week. Next week, we're back with episode 101.